What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Latin Explaining. My name is Denise Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, for those who do, welcome back, guys. It's so nice to be here on what it will be my last episode for 2021. I see that Shannon Porter. How are you, Shannon? Jose, what's up, Jose? And Johnny Mills already started the chat. It's nice to have you guys here. Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to go live on Saturdays and Sundays, and next Saturday is going to be Christmas. So it's only, what, five days from now? And I'm not going to be here. So happy or happy holidays for those who are allergic to Merry Christmas. But for those who are not... <laughs> Merry freaking Christmas in advance. I hope that you guys have a lot of celebration with your loved ones. And, uh, you know, uh, basically to me, Christmas is more about family. It's more about unity uh, rather than just, you know, material things. So I hope that everybody's having an amazing weekend. To the people that are coming in, uh, I remind you all, uh, don't forget to hit that like button. Um, I don't normally force people like demand that people donate because I know, you know, times are tight. We're going through still the whole recovery from the C-19 <laughs> ravaging through our savings. So at least, you know, hit that like button because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow my platform. Also, I want to encourage people from now on, if you enjoy my content, make sure you let your friends, your family, your neighbors know so that you can bring them also here and we can all have fun and share our perspectives. So, you know, that's another thing that doesn't cost you anything. If you want to support the little old me, make sure that you bring people over to this platform so that they can also enjoy with us. Without any further ado, guys, I'm going to start today's show because we have a lot, and I mean a lot to unpack before we say goodbye on Latin Splaining to 2021. Oh boy, this, oh my God, there's so many news to share with you guys today. Uh, it's so crazy. It's so, so crazy what's going on. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, guilt tripping message that Joe Biden uh, said before he got elected into the presidency. Uh, when he was like, if you don't vote Democrat, you're not black. Do you remember? Do you guys remember that stuff? Well, now apparently there's like a post election version uh, with Mama Kamala. Mama Kamala tried to literally come <laughs> on the Breakfast Club. I'll never get his name right, but I'm going to try. Char Charlemagne uh, asked her basically i'm gonna read exactly what happened she he basically asked her who was really running the country and it says that the tense exchange between kamala harris and Charlemagne, or whatever his name is uh, the exchange went down in the latest episode of the god's honest truth with Charlemagne, the god <laughs> in which the the titular host 
criticized uh, the president of the United States for failing to uphold his promises to the American people. This host, I'm not going to mention his name again, specifically pointed to roadblocks facing the $2 trillion social spending package, which some Democratic moderates like West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin have refused to support. I'll talk about that later in a little bit. Uh, and basically, he asked Kamala Harris, who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? And she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> kind of reminds me of like when I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she said, it's Joe Biden. The vice president responded, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he is president. It's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris. I love how she has that uh, motherly undertone when she speaks to people. I don't know if you guys catch that, but like, I'm like, hmm, Kamala, <laughs> come on, girl. Like, chill out. It's kind of like that same uh, piece of news that I shared like months ago when she went to do her first appearance in Guatemala and she said, don't come over. We will send you back. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I was like, this lady really thinks that, you know, she can son Charlotte, Charlamagne, Jesus Christ. This is like mentioning the name of a, of a Pokemon. Um, she literally tried to son him uh, because he literally asked her, because that is the question that America is asking. This is not a Republican thing. This is a, a kind of like uh, a country thing. It's kind of like when I said this is not the Denise thing. This, that was not a, a Charlemagne thing. It was kind of like an American thing. America was asking that same question. We're still asking that same question. And to be honest with you, I believe, and this is just my personal opinion, of course, I believe that the person running this country is Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris. That is it. That is it. Yes, uh, Shannon. Uh, a lot of people are hearing about this and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> this lady thinks that she runs the country. And to be honest with you, the only, because I don't know if you guys noticed that she's like, and I am the vice president. I am Kamala Harris. And I'm like, yo, they asked about Joe. Not, not everything is about you. We know you're the vice president because you have been cackling uh, on all your social media appearances and all your social appearances. So, of course, you know, we know you're the freaking vice president, but it's about Joe Biden. Stop trying to move the the, the spotlight from, from uh, Joe and his dementia. And, you know, the, the lack of, I don't know, presidential presence. I don't know what the hell is going on, but, whoo, Lord. I just wanted to start with something funny. To me, it was hilarious that she tried to son Charlemagne. It was insane to me. And moving from stuff that is insane, I know pretty of you guys knew. Um, yeah, uh, Jose, it appears that Joe Biden is just like there as a as a puppet. But we, I wanna, I wanna put it in the comment section for the people that are just coming in. Um, who do you think is the hand of the ass of the president that we have as a puppet? Like who's moving that puppet? Which hand you think is up the ass of the actual president? Who's controlling that? Put a name on the chat and I'll read it in a minute. But moving from something that's um, shocking, I know pretty of you guys that share this platform 
and you said from day to day, you guys have heard that YouTube TV was recently launched and they were in negotiations with Disney and, you know, the channels that they own, like ESPN, ABC, and so and so on. And recently, I think it was yesterday, uh, basically, uh, Disney channels, including ABC and ESPN, go dark on YouTube TV after Google deal, which is representing YouTube, of course, deal lapses. YouTube couldn't agree to a new deal with Disney and is now removing ABC and ESPN on the first day of college football bowl season. So basically everybody that, you know, was literally uh, paying the $15 to have their YouTube TV membership, um, you know, it's now going to, I don't know. They, apparently YouTube said that they're going to, YouTube uh, released a statement and they say, members, we're working with Disney to continue carrying Disney-owned channels, including ESPN and your local ABC station. If we're unable to reach a fair deal by uh, December 17, 2021, which they didn't, we'll decrease our monthly price by $15 while content is off the platform. So everybody that paid uh, their membership through YouTube TV and, you know, it's going to get screwed out of their money because it, it already went dark. I just, I, I don't know how they're going to do that, but that's like a major fiasco from YouTube TV not being able to do this deal for their members and the people that watches their content. So basically, oh my God, that has been insane to me. And speaking of insane, I see that Jose said that in his opinion is Joe mentioned. Yeah, it might, in my opinion too, in my opinion too, I'll talk about that later. Uh, speaking of insane, you guys know that on Friday night, I believe I spoke about uh, all the drama surrounding Chris Noth and he has two women have come forward, uh, both in New York and Los Angeles, claiming that they were sexually assaulted by Chris Noth. And he denies all allegations. He said that it was uh, all consensual and whatnot. But now new developments um, have happened after, you know, all social media started reacting, the entertainment industry started reacting to this. So now not only his agency has dropped Chris Noth, on top of that, Peloton dropped their new uh, promotion that they have with Chris Noth amid what happened uh, on the reboot of Sex and the City that's called And Just Like That. I don't know if you guys remember when I talk about that Peloton was in hot water because their sales were already tanked uh, before the Sex and the City premiere happened in December, on December 9th. And then after Mr. Big passed away after a session on Peloton, everybody started dropping Peloton even more. <laughs> so now they try to do this promotion with Chris Knopf and this lady's trash Peloton again, because now they cannot use it. Peloton has not had a break. This has been a very bad year for Peloton. <laughs> oh my God. But moving from what's funny, um, uh, yeah, Jose, I agree. I guess people are not innocent until proven guilty anymore. This is something that even on my Instagram, a lot of people started reacting to this because I have encountered a lot of um, a lot of even celebrities that are saying, uh, "Fuck you, Chris Nath. 
uh, fuck this, fuck that, and whatnot, and you know, saying like a lot of derogatory things about Chris Noth. And I'm like, not a single piece of evidence has been yet presented. Chris Noth is not on trial, and he has not been, uh, no charges have been pressed against Chris Noth. And I want to point out that this is the same type of bad publicity that we saw coming Johnny Depp's way. And it turned out later on when he exposed all the recordings that Amber Heard had threatening him, admitting uh, to uh, physically abuse him, hit him, throw cans at him. It turned out that apparently, you know, this lady uh, was the abuser. And I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked at the fact that we have so many people nowadays, especially the ladies, because this falls on us, um, that, you know, we have this behavior where we jump to conclusions all the time. And it's, it's unfortunate that we are ruining careers based on just rumors, hearsay, and just mere allegations. Because like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know if Chris Noth did it or not. I'm not defending Chris Noth. I'm not defending the ladies uh, that are accusing him. But I would love to see, uh, you know, the court of law actually clear him or, you know, sentence him if he did it. Um, Jose says, I, evidence is not important, just hearsay. Yeah, absolutely. People nowadays, the, the public opinion, uh, you know, it, it's something that's like crazy. Hey, the unknown, what's up? He says... <laughs> Let him run that damn Peloton, ladies. Oh, my God. Well, the unknown, either he or she, I don't know who you are, but you are hilarious. You are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Shannon Porter said, Amber put on the bed. So sad. I am in and out, guys. Sorry. It is okay, Shannon. You must be gift wrapping all the gifts for your loved ones right now. So it is okay. <laughs> you know, watch off the glitter later. That's a that's a fun battle. Uh, anyway, Johnny Mills says that's another reason why I did not believe this woman's stories when they all accused Bill Cosby without even proof of evidence. Absolutely, and you know what's crazy, Johnny? When the first accusations against Bill Cosby against Bill Cosby came out, I had a debate with Melanie Knight at all times because I was like on that train thinking that they were saying the truth and they weren't. And Melanie and I was like, no, I want to see actual proof. Not that they failed, not that they think, not that they assume, not what they say, because we were not there. We need to see proof in order to convict. And it turns out that he was right. I was wrong. And this lady's literally made all this stuff up because he was just as intoxicated as they were. There was no way he could take advantage of these ladies at the most, because some of these ladies kind of made this up too. So to be honest with you, this whole Chris Knott thing and how we're doing this man shocks the hell out of me. But at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't because society has gotten this way. And speaking about a way of how society has gotten, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard by now about the sad case of the Cuban truck driver, Ro okay, Rogel Aguilera. Uh, and, you know, the, the sentence that he got. I'm going to explain the case to my best ability based on what I have uh, read. Okay, so Rogel Aguilera basically worked for this Houston um, 
Houston, Texas-based uh, trucking company. And he literally went to uh, his employer and said many times along other truck drivers that they needed to give proper maintenance to their trucks, that he was having uh, problems with uh, faulty uh brakes and whatnot and he drives an 18 wheeler that's a huge truck like a huge one so of course um they apparently disregard what he said still sent him on the road and he went into colorado transporting goods and of course he had the human error that he did not took i believe he bypassed two ramps where he could go and you know in case of an emergency however uh you know he unfortunately caused an accident that took the life of four people in colorado now when the police evaluated that the the situation and the incident they came to the conclusion that the cause of the accident was that the brakes failed completely. That is what the police report establishes. The brakes failed completely. So he had only the option to take the ramp and probably die himself or destroy property rather than people. Uh, we don't know what went through his mind if he panicked uh you know because i don't know if you guys have ever been in a vehicle that you know it's an, an accident i have and trust me you can have all the training in the world but at that point you are panicking you know it's something it's that adrenaline rush that goes through your body and it's something that i wish on anybody i don't even want to imagine how a truck driver feels um while driving a truck and this happens to them so moving from the incident he was charged with vehicular manslaughter, obviously, like any other truck driver that has killed people in an accident has had happened to them. And when the sentencing came out this, I believe it was, it was this Tuesday, he was sentenced to, listen well, 110 years in prison for vehicular manslaughter. Now, the problem that i have with this is that we this is not the first time that this has happened in this nation this is not the first time that you know a truck runs through people it's not the first time that it kills people and it's not the first time that that person is charged with vehicular manslaughter now what usually happens is that this the truck driver gets from three to seven years in prison. That's literally the standard that in the precedent that we have seen in this country. Uh, now, what are the motivations from this judge to give him 110 years? I do not know. I don't like to assume, but the undertone that a lot of people are painting over this is that he was a brown man and that's why he got that. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with me or disagree. Put it in the chat, feel free to comment. Um, like I said, this is the undertone that people are, the conclusion that people are coming through. And speaking of the, conclu the conclusions, uh, there is a, a very large group of truck drivers of Latin descent, and even outside of the Latin group of truck drivers that are uniting in solidarity with Rogel Aguilera. 
And one of the things that they organized um, was that uh, they are literally organizing to drive their empty trucks all the way up to Colorado to block every single road until they either lower or exonerate Rojo, uh, lower his sentence or exonerate him from all charges. So that's one sector, uh, you know, that basically is doing this. There is a group of truckers that don't want to do that. So what they decided to do, which is another thing that I want to highlight, is that they are not, this is a sentiment all throughout truckers. This is not just Latin truckers. Latin truckers are uniting, but also other truckers are doing the same thing. And I have a video for you guys um, that basically calls for this. And and this is, I'm going to just say it because a lot of people often say, oh, no, that's, that's just Latinos doing that. No, this is something that old truck drivers are actually doing right now. And I want you guys to hear what truckers from even the white sector of this country are saying regarding what they think about um, Rohil. Hold on. Right here, truck driver, 110 years in prison because his brakes went out and he got into an accident and killed four people. Not only should the judge be removed from the bench, the judge should be prosecuted. Maybe that judge should get 110 fucking years. I hope every truck driver never goes into Colorado. I hope Colorado gets fucking starved the fuck out for the morons they fucking elect over there. Okay, that's how I feel about this shit. 110 fucking years. Pedophile child rapist get fucking less time than this fucking dude did. Murderers get fucking less time than this dude did. 110 fucking years. Colorado, you better stand up and stop this shit from fucking happening because if you don't, you're not going to get any fucking deliveries. 110 years? 110 years. 18-wheelers are almost impossible to fucking stop with functional fucking brakes. His brakes completely malfunctioned, and he gets 110 years? Do better, you fucking cunts. That's basically what he said. So you guys heard his expression. And like I said, it's not just a brown movement right now. All truck drivers are actually... Uh, doing this. I'm going to link below after I finish this show what we're doing. I put it on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's on my stories. I'm going to re-put it again because I put it yesterday up. But I'm going to link in the description box after I finish the show the link to uh, the petition so that you guys sign it as well as I do. If you can, donate and uh, so that you know we can start getting this some traction but as if that wasn't enough exactly what this trucker is saying is what truckers are doing all throughout the country it started in florida and it's now spreading throughout and what is spreading is basically um i got this image thanks to the the truck drivers of florida they were very nice and provided me with this picture um this is basically what's happening uh, right now, as you guys can see, this is where truck drivers go in this platform and they can actually see the amount of money that they will get paid here on the first row. If they take 
uh, a load of, of goods uh, all, the, all the way to Colorado. Nobody is taking them uh, to Denver or to any place in Colorado. Nobody is uh, getting those jobs. Colorado right now is basically stuck. And what the companies are doing is that they're overpaying a little bit, uh, you know, basically uh, the, the truck drivers so that they can uh, pick up the goods to be transported to Colorado. So basically in solidarity to Rogel, a lot of truck drivers from many, many, many places are literally uh, uniting and not transporting anything on, into Colorado. The only truck drivers that are going up to Colorado are the ones that are going with their empty trucks to stop the traffic until they get Rohel justice. Now, as if that isn't enough, it's getting pretty ugly for that judge. The Dominican Republic uh, and their, their drivers in the DR are also showing up and they stop all transporting of goods today and they're going to do it for a whole week okay a whole week dominican truck drivers in the dr stop all week of transporting goods especially on christmas week <laughs> until they get justice for rohel Aguilera, okay? Yes, Shannon. Yes, that is big. It's huge. What's coming Colorado's way? I oh my god, I I wouldn't wish to be that judge. This is insane. But to add a little bit of context because I got a little bit of changuitos and people made out of paper saying, "Oh, but he had two opportunities to take a ramp and he failed to do so. He should have gotten 300 years. He killed four people." Well, let me tell you something, you snowflakes. Um, here's a little bit of context. There was an incident in 2019 where a truck driver in Kansas in a fiery pile up crash that killed three people in Nebraska was sentenced to three to five years for vehicular manslaughter. And what happened in this case was that, and I'm gonna show his picture. I am so sorry, but I'm gonna show it. This dude right here was driving his 18 wheeler into Nebraska and there was like a, a congestion of vehicles and he failed to lower his speed, probably under the same problem because it's very hard to stop a truck driver. If I have truck drivers here that have experience, I wish Rakim was here, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, it's very hard to just stop at once, especially when we all know, we all freaking know that whenever we see a truck driver, a truck, we literally just do crazy things around them. <laughs> um, this dude failed to stop crashing to a Silverado, that crashed into an Equinox, that basically turned another vehicle on fire and killed three people. And he was sentenced to three, from three to five years. And this is not the only case. There was another case in Colorado. I'm gonna bring it up later on on my Instagram where the same shit happened, same outcome, three to five years. 
The only difference that we're seeing is that the last name of these people is in English. Rohan had the unfortunate fate, fate to have an Aguilera last name because that's the only thing that I'm seeing here different. This is the first time that this has happened in the United States. And the problem is that truckers that are not even Latinos are seeing this stuff. And the reason why they're uniting is because this is a precedent that will affect not only Latin or black people, it will affect also the white sector of truck drivers. And guess what? There's a lot of truck drivers that are white. So before people come at me and the snowflakes pop out of nowhere like daisies, try to tell me how we are just trying to inflammate this thing or inflame this thing or whatever, uh, this is not an inflammation situation. This is a situation where this uh, Cuban brother has been done dirty by the injustice system and all of us need to unite to get this dude the justice that he needs. Now, I am not saying that he should just roam free. Of course, he killed people. But how about we hold the, the company uh, liable for what they did. And on top of that, we give him a proper sentencing for vehicular manslaughter, which is five to seven years or three to seven years, whatever they like. If they even want to give him seven years, give him fucking seven years. But don't come at us with that bullshit 110-year sentence because that screams the same shit that Hillary Clinton used to call us, super predators. That's what that's screaming. I don't know if you guys feel me in that way, but that's basically what this is screaming to me and it's screaming that to everybody so if you don't like what i am saying because you think i'm biased because i'm latina go take it up with the white sector of truck drivers and let's see if they share the same thoughts that you share i've had it and i have spoken <laughs> okay i am i am fed up now i know that yes channel yes channel the 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 racism is, is is very obvious. Now, moving from racism, you guys know I started talking about uh, Mama Kamala. Mama Kamala. <laughs> well, the reason why uh, Charlotte Charlemagne, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, just roll with me. I am bilingual. Of course, I'm not going to. Uh, in my first language, is not English, it's Spanish. Uh, believe it or not, even though Melanated Knight says all the time that I still have an accent, a lot of people say that I don't. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Do you guys think I still have a very strong accent? Let me know. I mean, I love my accent. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, going back to what I was saying. Uh, the reason why people are asking themselves if Senator Joe Manchin is running the country is because uh, Joe Manchin, uh, Jose, the company is not facing criminal negligence because they basically put it all on Rohan. Basically, they just wipe their asses with that man. Uh, so back to what I was saying, the reason why people were asking and Charlamagne asked in, on behalf of America, the vice president, Kamala Harris, if Joe Manchin is the one running this country is because Joe Manchin is the one halting the Build Back Better 2 trillion plan saying that the the child tax credit payments that are going out every month to parents need to stop uh in order for him to give his vote so literally a lot of people you know are, are coming at him 
uh, basically stating that that's one thing that's keeping kids from being poor. And I'm going to read a little uh, little bit of the article so that you guys have uh, some context on this. And it says the IRS this week is sending out the final child tax credit payments of 2021 as Democrats struggle to keep the program alive next year. The monthly payments started in July for more than 36 million households, giving parents as much as $300 per child. Democrats wanted to continue the policy through 2022 as part of their Build Back Better legislation. But plans to finish the legislation before the end of the year are looking doubtful as Democrats struggle to get unanimity within the caucus. I don't know what's wrong with me. Senator John Manchin has refused to say he will support the bill which will also expand access to pre-kindergarten, subsidize childcare, and create a host of green energy tax incentives. The child tax credit itself has always been a point of contention with Manchin demanding a work requirement that will exclude the poorest families and a lower cutoff to exclude people with higher incomes. Democrats had refused Manchin's demands and omitted the provisions from their drafts of the legislation and several senators have told the HuffPost they thought they had an agreement to extend the enhanced credit for one year. As part of the American Rescue Plan, Democrats boosted the overall value of the credit from 2000 through 30 to 36,600 for kids under six years old and to $3,000 for kids between six and 17 years old. The law also eliminated a requirement that parents have at least $2,500 in earned income in order to qualify, made the credit fully refundable, meaning its full value can be paid as a refund and told the IRS to send the refunds as advanced monthly payments. I'm sorry, this is a little uh, long, but I'll, I'll make my statement after this. And it continues to say, as a main Democratic holdout in the Senate, Manchin has faced relentless questioning from reporters about his position on various elements of Build Back Better. And he lost his temper on Wednesday when HuffPost followed up with a question about whether he supported continuing the child tax credit in its current form. And he said, this is bullshit. You are bullshit. Those were his expressions. And I'm going to park here because I know that a lot of people are coming in. If you're coming in, make sure that uh, you um, hit that like button, guys. And I see that Radical Latino is here. What's up, Rod? You missed uh, the, the, the points about Rogel Aguilera. I wish you and Rakim would have been here. What's up, Rakim? Um, basically, so that you guys can explain Rakim how difficult it is to stop an 18-wheeler. I will ask you, uh, if you are able to join the panel, I will ask you live so that you can explain to people how difficult is this. Uh, now, going back to Joe Manchin and the reason why Kamala said what she said to Charlamagne, Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> uh, is because basically, uh, in the past, if you did not earn any income, you guys know that if you have a child in the United States and you used to make at least $2,500 per year, you will get at least $2,600 per child per year. 
that was a uh, child tax credit that's standard in this country started a while ago. So uh, to be honest with you, um, Democrats decided in, you know, previous to this bill to remove that. Joe Biden decided to remove that uh, requirement of at least making $2,500 a year in order to receive the child tax credit. Now, the reason why, um, and also, as if that wasn't enough, it used to be the maximum amount that you could get or the base amount that you could get was $2,600. So that was the money, money that people... Um, I've seen so many things with this money that I'm not going to even, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, but anyway, what the Democrats did is that they removed the requirement of any income. You can make zero income and you will get monthly payments per child of $300 at the most. There's no limits to how much income you can make or you know how much income you have to make so even if you don't make any money or make a lot of money you're still gonna get your child tax credit however uh you know they amped up this amount to uh 3600 so you know you're gonna get 300 dollars every month and for for kids that are from six and that's from zero to six years old, if your child is six to 17, then you're going to get, uh, I believe it's 280 per month, something like that. Uh, so basically what Joe Manchin is saying that is that he don't like that, that he don't feel like giving free money to the poorest sector of, uh, you know, basically America and the children in America. I, I, agree and disagree with Joe Manchin. I don't feel like, you know, paying taxes to keep paying for, you know, other people's kids because I mean, that's not a sustainable economy and taxes we know. We know that taxation right now is going off the roof. Uh but look, also in that bill, let's not forget that we discussed here that we had the quote unquote tax the rich bullshit that we debunked here completely. Democrats are not fucking taxing the rich. And you guys know that they're now giving a lot of concessions uh, to the to the rich by eliminating the salt cap. So the state, uh, the state and and um stay in local taxes cap that Donald Trump imposed to make the rich people pay more taxes <laughs> is now removed. So how the fuck we're going to get this money to pay all this shit that they want? Yeah. Thank you, Jose. $250. Thank you. Uh, how the, and I'm going to, this is a problem. I, as if you're the working class, if you're in the middle class, I don't care if you're lower middle class or upper middle class, I am in the middle class. If you don't make more than $400,000 per year, you are middle class. Okay. If you make anywhere from 40K to 400,000, you're middle class. This money that these people want to give, they already gave concessions to the rich. They're not going to pay federal taxes like that. There's no cap on the state and local taxes. We are going to be paying for these people. So the working class is going to keep on shrinking because we're going to become the fucking poor. We're going to become the poor. So we only have two options. Either become the poor by stop working 
Well, we have three. Or start find a way to sell your your booty holes for a million dollars every year. <laughs> or start having children. This is one thing that can give wealth to the to the slow taps. I love to say that that is the way to go. Have eight kids, receive three hundred dollars for each one of them every month. And you're good to go. That's the only way that the working class can make this shit work. We're getting choked and choked and choked with more and more taxation. And what worries me is that when people are going to wake the fuck up, I am sorry, but I am with Joe Manchin. I don't know about you, but as a working class person or a middle class person, I am with Joe Manchin. The middle class is with Joe Manchin. The deadbeats of society that don't want to put in the work, don't want to do shit, they are the ones that are with Joe Biden. Nobody else. Nobody else is with Joe Biden. Or if you are in the lower bracket of the middle class and have a ton of kids, of course you're going to be with Joe Biden. But for the rest of us, basically what the, the this country is telling us is suck it, bitches. That's basically what we're being told as the working class. The middle class is literally getting bullets up the ass. Our budget is going to shit. That's basically what this means. And I, I'm starting to worry. I am starting to worry. I don't know about you, but I am starting to worry heavily about the future of this nation. Something needs to be freaking done. I see that... Uh, Shannon says, the system is theirs. They decide the worth of people. Sociology was my minor. You can't win in their system. Absolutely. The only way where we can win is if people start recognizing this as the truth and start acting like it means something. And we start acting as one. Look at what truckers are doing for Rogel Aguilera. So, like I said, I am with Joe Manchin. And at the same time, I understand that their kids are starving. I understand that, but something has to give. If you don't have a job and you're a mother or a father, instead of us giving you money, we're going to take that baby. You can provide for that baby. How about that? How about we start doing that? I will gladly adopt one of those kids. And then I get the child tax credit because I'm the one working. How about that? Give us that money because we're the working people. People that are not fucking working should not have be having kids. You can provide for yourself. How are you going to provide for a fucking kid? But I guess this goes back. This goes back to the same bullshit that I have been seeing in this country. That is a subculture that keeps festering among us of no consequences. You have a kid, no job, no career, no education, no no hustle, no grind. Fine. Here's a check. Here's a check for you. So we when we keep uh you know endorsing being mediocre in this nation, that's okay. They don't have money for our fucking Medicare for all. There's not enough money to give us a fucking healthcare system. 
with a public option. We got slapped with a system that we have to fucking pay for and it's subjected to your ability to keep a fucking job. And it's the plan that the job decides because that's another thing. Your employer decides which plan they will provide for you, which options. If you're part of the working people, you know this shit is true. And for people that are freelancers like myself, that are independent contractors, this shit get worse. We cannot have Medicare for all. People that went to college to better their lives cannot have a forgiveness plan. But we can keep printing money and squirting money at the mediocre low lives of this nation. No, sir, I don't condone that. I just don't. I don't. I see that Shannon says, it is the elite that don't pay consequences, love. Yeah, it is both parts. It's both polarities, Shannon. The, if you are in the in over 400K, you don't pay any consequences and the poverty, the poor ones don't pay any consequences. Because let me tell you something. If you are a broke person in America, the, the average income needed from a family to sustain themselves, the average norm, it's $60,000. That's what you need to have a, a life where it's at its modest but you can survive in it without having any issues. If you don't have that money, why you are having children? If you're already struggling, why you're bringing a child to struggle with you? That makes no freaking sense. And I know people are gonna get offended because this bitch is saying this and that, but that is the truth. If you cannot provide for yourself, we discussed it yesterday on Piccolo's Knows Best. If you cannot take care of yourself first, how are you supposed to fight the system with a child on your back, another mouth to feed? That makes no freaking sense. I wish America would take matters into their own hands. And if these people are, that are like not generating any fucking income, how about this? If you're not generating any income at all and you have a kid and you're exposing a child to poverty, how about we find you? How about we find people? That is something that I wish this country would do. And I know it sounds extremist, but that's something that I hate to see children starve. And the only responsible parties for a child to starve is both of the mediocre parents that brought them into this world with no plan whatsoever, no job, and not decide to protect that life. It's not the children's fault. That's why I said, let's remove those kids and give it to people that actually want to take care of them. Let's give them the freaking uh, child tax credit. How about that? It's, it's, it's that simple. But moving from that whole Joe Manchin thing, Moving into better waters, you guys know that last year, unfortunately, we lost uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Black Panther, the King of Wakanda. And Disney said that at some point, you know, they said that, um, yes, uh, uh, USFN, because I'm not going to say all that, 
a lot of Boricua parents will have their children taken and that is the best thing that can happen. If they cannot take care of those kids, why should we have to pay for their stupidity? We don't. Now, going back to what I was saying, now for the first time, Disney have said that for the first time, uh, they are thinking about recasting the King of Wakanda. Now, a lot of people have criticized Marvel Studios for doing this uh, because they think that he's irreplaceable. Me, personally, I think he's irreplaceable, but I have no problems with them recasting him for somebody that can continue his legacy. And I'm pretty sure if he was with us, he would have no issues with that howsoever. So, like I said, this is what's coming, guys. I don't know if you feel it, if you like it. Let me know in the comment section. If you think that Chadwick Boseman should be replaced, put a number one in the chat. If you think that Chadwick Boseman should not be replaced, put a number two. But basically, this is what's up, guys. I don't know what's going on, but hey, it is what it is. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of month, more, uh, more things, uh, you know, that I would like to discuss, but time is of the essence. I see that uh, Shannon Porter says, I'm on my second major. I am a working port, yet I have land. They try to take me from it. I have four kids, LOL. I went for uh, site D before C19. Every story is not the same. No, but, but you are the working class. You're the working class. It, we're not talking about people like you. I wish, I wish the people we're talking about were like you, trying to, to work hard to better their lives and for their kids. That's not what we're seeing, Shannon. You're the part of the exception of what we're seeing. Give yourself props for that. Because what we're seeing right now is a wave of irresponsible parenting that, you know, it's people that don't want to do anything for their children. You are bettering yourself for your kids. You are part of us, part of the working class. It's not the same. These people literally just want to smoke weed, chill out the whole fucking day. Hail to the no. Hail to the no, no, no. No. <laughs> but guys, uh, I see that Johnny Mill says, if they go get his, his replacement, they better make sure they get the right actress to play the Black Panther. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you know what I've heard? I think that they want to replace him with a woman. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I will hate to see uh, the Black Panther be casted as a woman. But, I mean, we know the society we're living in when we're already canceling Chris nothing. He has not even seen a courtroom. Uh, so imagine what's going on. So basically, what can I say, guys? There's there's different views of this. Like I said, um, a lot of people are coming for Marvel for trying to do this. A lot of people, on the other hand, are celebrating it because now the legacy can continue. Of course, this is a very sad thing to happen. Um, we lost important people in 2020, man. 2020 was one of the hardest, if not the hardest years of our lives. We lost Kobe Bryant. We lost a lot of loved ones due to C19. We lost Chadwick. We lost so many things. It's not even funny. We lost our freedom, our freedom to smell freely in society, hug people. <laughs> oh my God, we lost a lot of things, but we must keep it going. We're almost 
going through the ends of hell. And why stop at hell when we're going through it, right? Now, guys, that has been all for news today. Let's keep it moving and find out what's going on in the sports sector. I said yesterday that this was going to happen, and exactly what I said has happened. Miss Serrano, the Puerto Rican pride, the one and the only mighty one, has won. She won over Miriam Gutierrez. You guys can see it in their faces. She literally got a knuckle sandwich on an upgraded combo, okay? And not to be messed up, of course, she gave a good fight. But we know that Amanda Serrano has a huge power on those hands. And I don't know if you guys have seen her page. Go visit her uh, Instagram. When she posted this morning, going back to Puerto Rico, that she fell on the third round, uh, that something popped. And it was her hand. Apparently, it's not broken, but it's all swollen and whatnot. So we know that she gave her all. Now, what is next for Miss Serrano, we don't know yet, but yesterday that was a fire match. And speaking of fire matches, guys, <laughs> the one Puerto Rican boxer and YouTuber, Jake Paul, knocked out uh, Tyron Woodley at minute two, I believe 212 of the sixth round. He knocked him down and Tyron Woodley went to sleep so this marks the fifth victory in the puerto rican boxers jake paul career so basically guys i don't know if he's going to retire or if he's going to continue but i love that he's representing our beautiful island as a latino man <laughs> i know a lot of people hate me for saying that <laughs> from the the paul family in dorado puerto rico okay the paul clan <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this puerto rican is putting us in the spotlight guys <laughs> oh my god the unknown is like that shit was sad as fuck with all respect oh yeah absolutely let's speak about that for a minute Okay, and this is something that I don't feel sorry for Tyron Woolley just for this part. Tyron Woolley was MMA royalty for a long fucking time. I've seen this man being this his whole career. You guys want to know why? Because Tyron Woolley never in his freaking life involved himself in any kind of stupid ass drama. He was a very down-to-earth individual that just wanted to go in there, kick ass, go back home. Literally, that was his life. So every time a new person will pop out of nowhere to try to beat him down, people will boo him and then cheer for the other person. We saw it with Wonder Bitch. I mean, Wonder Boy. <laughs> when Wonder Boy became a sensation as a kickboxer in the, in the uh, UFC, uh, you know, what happened? Yeah, yeah, the radical Latina is going to come for me for, for what I say. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> 
So uh, when Wonderboy came for Tyrone Woodley uh, in the past, I remember that was a big upset in 20, I think it was 2016. In 2016, I was even upset. I was like, I bought this shit just to see him kick ass. He won that fight. I don't know if you guys remember that fight when he uh, won the first uh, Wooly versus uh, Wonderboy. And they deemed her, deem it a draw. I don't know where they saw the draw, but we must respect the judges. But then on the second one, Wooly made it notoriously through beating him up. And that was the end for Wonder Boy. And that happened with everybody until, like the unknown said, uh, Kumaro Usman beat him up, obviously, because Kumaro is amazing. Uh, and and Tyron Woolley was already coming uh, at the end of his career. So, of course, you know, to see him like this transition into boxing and not even prepping properly for it is extremely sad. It's low-key sad, but Tyrone needed time to properly train, and that's not what he did. I wish he would have taken his boxing career more seriously and go train with someone. I mean, he's training with Pedro Diaz. I'm a huge fan of Pedro Diaz. I only had two, well, three. Three boxing uh, coaches that I admire a lot. Pedro Diaz is one of them. The other one was Manny Stewart. He passed away. May he rest in peace. But... Uh, you know, he has an amazing trainer. I wish he would have put in the work because this in no way should have happened. But at the same time, Puerto Rican boxers that are training Jake Paul are no joke. And I'm not saying this because I'm Puerto Rican. Come on, training in the heat. Do you guys know how much heat tires you out? Knock your heaters all the way up. Stay in that room and tell me if you don't fall asleep. That's how much that knocks you down. And that's where Jake Paul is training. Of course, he's going to endure more, and he's going to be ready for war. Uh, I see that the unknown says he needs to stop being gun shy. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to, to better himself in this aspect so that he don't get knocked down just like he did. And that was extremely sad. But from the extremely sad aspect, we move to the beautiful dreamy side uh, Francisco Lindor has married his long time, well, not long time, short time girlfriend. <laughs> There's a little bit of bochinche behind this story. I don't know if you guys know who Francisco Lindor is. He's a pro baseball player for the MLB. And uh, he had a long time high school sweetheart girlfriend that he proposed to in the past. And I think it was 2019 where he decided to just from one day to the other, they were planning the wedding. She was with him through it all. And he said, I don't want you no more. We don't know what she did. We don't know what he did. But then after a minute, he pops out of nowhere with this lady in 2000, later in 2020. Uh, and she got pregnant right away after she had the baby. Then now they are now married. And as if that wasn't enough, his ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, Nilmari Colon, has married on the same day. That was Friday. They both married on the same day. They both married different people. She got married to Walter Hodge, one of the key players of the infamous trio of the Arecibo Capitanes for the Baloncesto Superior Nacional, which is the base basketball association in Puerto Rico. She married him in Puerto Rico, and then Lindor married his uh, now wife 
in Miami. So this is the little bochincha that is behind this. But I don't know. I want to ask you guys that are watching this. Do you guys think that, you know, this is some kind of like a weird vibe? Imagine that you're in a relationship with a man for seven years. He, he proposes to you. You're planning your wedding. He drops you and gets with another woman. He gets her pregnant. She has her baby. And you pull out a boyfriend that proposes to you this year. And then you guys marry on the same freaking day. Isn't that weird to y'all? You guys let me know what you think about that. Do you think that is, is, is she throwing jobs at him? Or you think that they're both doing this stuff? This is some weird thing. I've never seen this happen before. But hey, who am I to stop them? Who am I to stop these people? Que viva el amor, puñeta. So basically, that's all for, yeah, it is, it is weird. It is weird, Jose. I found it weird. I see the channel says, everybody's weird in COVID times, LOL. Yeah, I don't know. This this weird, weird vibe. Why would you marry on the same day that your ex is marrying? I don't know. Do you guys think that Nilmari did it just to get back at Francisco Lindon? I do not know, nor do I care. These people don't owe me money, so I really don't care about them. Anyway. That has been all for sports today, guys. Let's keep it moving and move into our infamous, something that everybody has been waiting for, our main topic. guys you guys know that today the subject is into the multiverse yesterday i gave some closure to our financial aspects of the season uh the season is not ending we're just taking a christmas break of course uh you know i have to celebrate too uh even though i enjoy being with you guys but you guys know i need a break but anyway uh, today, we're going to give a closure, a semi-closure to what is the psychological aspect or the mentality aspect of this show. Because you guys know that I've said since I started this channel that one of the biggest or most important things when starting to better ourselves is our mindset. And it all starts there. If your mindset is not right, uh, you know, you cannot do anything. You need you need your mindset to be in the right position or down the right path in order for you to move forward. So today we're going to discuss uh, one aspect that I believe mentally in the emotional realm is ruining today's society and especially our beloved TEPs. So into the multiverse we go. And before I deep digger, uh, I dig deeper. I'm sorry. I dig deeper into this. Um, I'm going to explain for the people that don't understand what the multiverse is, a little bit of what it is. This concept comes from obviously the MCU, the Marvel Comics Universe. And I'm going to explain to you guys what it is. The, I found a definition of it in a very um, close way that I have. So I'm going to read it for you guys. 
The multiverse is the aggregate of all dimensions and parallel realities, realities in existence. Although dimensions are just portions of reality with a universe, there are also parallel universes that coexist with one another. The multiverse is believed to be explained by the eternal inflation system. However, the exact nature of its existence is largely known to its inhabitants. Once the multiversal war came to an end, a scientist named Nathaniel Richards shows a collection of universes that follow the same baseline and isolated it from the rest of the multiverse. This collection was dubbed the sacred timeline and was assigned to the Time Variance Authority for protection. The Time Variance Authority's secret work was to prune, which basically is killing people, <laughs> and delete the timelines that branch off either by time travel or unscripted decisions by the individuals who lived in the sacred timeline that could cause the arise of an evil version of he who remains, which could lead to a new multiversal war. So basically, after the death of he who remains at the hand of Sylvie, numerous branches were created across different points in time, which paradoxically gave birth to alternate universes. I'm sorry. So basically, guys, uh, Kang the Conqueror. Yes, MK, Kang the Conqueror. I know. So one thing I would say, if you have not watched Loki, the, the series on, on Disney and whatnot, it's a good, uh, a good time now on Christmas to go watch it. Basically explains this in more detail than I can. But what I wanted to bring to this sector is that uh, we live in a society where a lot of people uh are living in different parallel uh realities and what i mean by that is that we have often encountered people that i call it the cards they have different cards that they use and different explanations of reality which make them their unique version and i know that every single one of us has encountered uh one of these individuals we all have encountered a person and we see it all throughout social media. We have all encountered numerous people that has a belief system that is all crooked and expects the world to mold to their reality and coddle their feelings and their experience, making it impossible for anybody to say anything anywhere or do anything because it might offend someone else. I've seen it myself when I, I often comment about the realities that are seen with facts. I often get uh, a lot of people that, you know, are protecting their own universe in this multiverse of opinions and experiences. And by protecting it, they decide to go to war with one another. So we see, uh, for example, we have in this sector uh, what we call the beloved slow taps. Slow taps are people that believe that just because they are Latinos, that makes them great. And because our culture is rich, that they think that that translates into success. Therefore, they don't have any need 
to do anything whatsoever than just to be Latinos and exist in large numbers in this nation in order for them to be great and dominate society. That is the reality where slow steps cohabitate. And if you try to tell them anything different, they will pick anything in your personal life to kind of come at you in order to defend their reality. Because to them, that is everything that it means something to them. They have based their whole lives on that theory. Now, we also have the divest steps. The divest steps are largely in its majority, a group of women that have had very difficult experiences with men in their own community and have decided to brush that single or probably they had a three, two, three times experience into the rest of the men in their community, speaking about the black community and literally deem a whole race of men in a specific way simply because, <clears throat> I'm sorry, simply because they refuse to understand that they need to change their mindset and the way they move and start listening to what good men in that single race of people want in a woman in order to form a good family. But if you come at them, that's what they have decided in the world that all these men are deemed trash. They need to be trashed away. Their lives are worth anything. So they have to become better by just, you know, validating their existence by marrying someone that is not a black man. So basically that is the reality. And when you try to break it down, they will do the same thing that the slow taps do in order to go to war and preserve what the reality is. Now, we also have the femotaps, which are the Sylvias in the Latino community that do the exact same thing. They are strong, independent Latina women that will come at you and bite a chunk out of you if you try to tell them any different from what they do. And what they think is that men are dogs, pigs, that you should not treat them like kings because they will humiliate you somehow based on their own experience. And these ladies will come at you hard to try to prove to you that what they're saying is exactly what's going on and that's how they should move and they will attack you in any way possible. Hurt every fiber of your being, even physically if they have to, in order to preserve their reality. Now, <laughs> on top of that, uh, we have also seen this whole thought culture that is now basically being pushed into everybody. It's expanding exponentially after C-19, where we have a lot of young, beautiful ladies and some not so beautiful. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, but we have this bunch of girls that could be basically becoming someone's wife or someone's mother or becoming, even if they want to, a career woman and just be single and dominate the world in the way they want to. But what they're deciding to do is claim woman empowerment through sexualizing themselves and objectifying themselves on the internet with the difference is that they claim that this time is not a man behind it sexualizing them, that they are in control, when in reality, they are in control of what 
a man decides to put in their pockets. But if you try to explain that to them, they will come and attack you. And final but not least, and I know this is going to be sensitive for my uh, beloved LGBTQ community, but we have to speak about it. I have nothing but love for them, but we have to talk about them. Uh, we have a sector within the, the LGBTQ plus community that believe that uh, everybody is, uh, you know, gender fluid, that you can be different genders, that you don't have to subscribe for certain things, that, you know, they can no longer be identified by uh, either being gay or lesbian or trans or a tranny and whatnot. They also have to translate into gender. And they believe, they believe that basically everybody that subscribes to the normal genders that we have in society is called cisgendered. And at some point, you know, we are still at war at them and we don't accept them. That is basically what's being put down when in reality, you know, it goes both ways. A lot of people attack them. I'm going to grant them that. But at the same time, there's a lot of people like myself that loves them. I want them to exist in tranquility. However, I do not subscribe to being called cisgender. I'm just a woman. So they use all this type of labels. And make no mistake, a lot of ladies, a lot of men, a lot of slow tap and correct taps and all this stuff, which brings me back to my point. A lot of people, and I'm going to ask my, uh, my viewers, either live or on the replay, have you ever encountered these groups of people that when you say something, they will come at you and insult you simply because you say, quote, unquote, the wrong things. It's kind of like, uh, you know, this whole fat uh, sector. And I'm going to speak on them because you guys know I'm fat too. I just posted something on my Instagram because I encounter, uh, I'm going to share it with you guys. I encountered this lady that posted this and it I'm, i admit it it triggered me it triggered me a lot you guys are gonna see <laughs> she said i understand wait wait a second i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play uh the background that she needs because i'm telling you this whole this whole uh coddling people's experience has gotten on my nerves and you guys know I get triggered by the changuitos but here it goes she said I have understand we all have insecurities but it is not cool to complain about how fat you are around people who are actually fat you are allowed to feel the way you do but she also said you're not you are allowed to feel the way you do but have some situational awareness and empathy. So basically, <laughs> basically what she's saying is that if you have a thinner friend that is saying next to you and you're the fat person, uh, and it's saying next to you, like if you're thinner than me, for example, and you say next to me, uh, oh my God, I feel so fat after eating like a greasy burger or something that you should have empathy for my fat ass because 
you know, it will make me feel triggered some type of way. I don't understand. I was confused by what he said, but I wrote as a response, what in the actual Fruity Loops is this? Empathy and sympathy are different things. As a fat person myself, I don't feel offended when thinner friends say they feel fat in my presence. I am not made of paper and they are human too. Let people live and say what they want. Now, I don't know, you know, what the heck is going on with people, but somehow we are guilt tripped into feeling sorry for individuals. And I have said many times, yeah, Johnny, that's not <laughs> The music is good. Uh, I have met a lot of people in my life that every time, and that's the reason why I've said it many times here, I have gotten into Twitter jail many, many ways, in many different ways, because I'm just telling people how I see it. When did it become a crime to tell people how you feel? And I think I came into a conclusion that I'm going to wrap this up uh, before I let people in. Social media, uh, it's a platform that has allowed us, I don't know how many of you guys have watched the movie uh, Becoming, or is it Becoming? Becoming Joe Malkovich, which is a movie which basically two losers are looking through the eyes of John Malkovich, the actor, and they're living his experience from a point of view, how he sees the world. Basically, that is social media. You become your avatar and you start looking at the world the way it is. And at the same time, you're, it's, it, all that information is going into your brain at the same time by many hundreds of people. And I'm going to ask something to my viewers. Has social media invaded the very most intimate places of our lives? because we take social media with us even to the bathroom. And you guys know, we have all gotten that numb leg syndrome from sitting in the damn toilet past our time by watching shit on our phone. Don't play with me because we have all been there, okay? <laughs> Don't play with me. We have all been there, okay? And then after standing up, it's hella hard because you don't feel your leg and you're scared you're gonna twist something. <laughs> you overstay your welcome at the toilet okay and what was supposed to be a, a, a minute thing it turned into an hour and a half thing okay <laughs> i'm exaggerating but you guys know what i'm talking about but anyway um have we definitely have we taken all people's opinions to our intimate selves and our intimate corners, like our homes, our bathrooms, our bedrooms, even before we go to sleep or when we wake up, have we taken social media so many places with us to the point that we have no escape and that's where we lash out? You know, I don't know if that's what people feel, but in all honesty, I know we're in the spirit of, you know, being merry and whatnot because it's Christmas, but why have we become so brittle to the point where we have so many people living different realities, even though there's only one reality, 
which is the sacred timeline. But we want all of our universes to coexist at the same time and demand from all those universes that we live in to abide by everyone's rights. Well, let me tell you something. That is fucking impossible. It is impossible for me to exist in a world as a woman where everything I will say regarding my experience as a woman is not going to offend a trans woman. It's impossible because if I talk about I feel empowered by childbirth, I know she can't give birth. And I'm not meaning that as a disrespect to her. But in reality, that is the most empowering thing to a woman, creating life and pushing it out of your vagina. The same thing goes for the slow, the beloved slow steps. There is nothing more fulfilling in life than achieving goals and being an accomplished person. And a person that has their own universe based on accomplishments and are go-getter people are going to offend slow taps. And that is completely okay. When have people become so brittle to others' opinions to the point that we're now demanding not only to be in their spaces, but also that they don't say and shut up about things that they want to say because they might offend us. All of our universes right now, after all this social media killed, he who shall not be named, or like MK said, uh, he who had been gone, or like MK said, uh, Kang the Conqueror, after social media killed him, because now all of our universes exist and are seeing each other, are we at war? Is the multiverse of our realities at war? That is a question that I will have for many people, well, for all the people that wish to come on today and discuss this topic with me. Are our multiverse war starting? Is it ongoing? Will it end? That's something that I will allow all the people that want to join in, join in or jump in, whatever you want to do, can do so. Today is going to be a, a less, uh, more self-reflection stream, but less, uh, less pam-pam stream, less pan, less mental spanking. <laughs> So I see that Shannon Porter says, I feel that too about trans ladies, Denise. And I, I like drag queens. Yeah, I love them. I freaking love them. But the thing is like, that's the thing. We are in a multiverse war. And I want to know from you guys, what do you think will stop the multiverse war once and for all? And to that I'm going to allow people to jump in and actually uh, share their opinions with me. And let me know if into this multiverse of alternate realities that exist in a parallel multiverse, we are going at war and what can be done to end it. With that being said, guys, you know that I always take my intermission so I'm going to take five minutes. So get your drinks, get your snacks, use the loo, don't use social media unless it's Latin explaining because you know you're going to stay there for a minute. 
Uh, I don't recommend it <laughs> by all means. Um, but get your drinks, get your snacks. It's 7:23 here in Los Angeles, California. I will be back at 7:28, and I want to hear your opinions about into the multiverse. <laughs>
We are back, people. We are back. We are back. We are back. And before I move on to welcoming the guest of the show, I want to remind everybody to follow me on Instagram if you want to keep up with me for the rest of 2021. There's only two weeks left on this year. So make sure that you follow me on Instagram, denise.gonzalez.vijegas1, so that you can keep up with me. We can exchange things during this merry season and also you know keep yourself informed while i am away from lapping splaining without any further ado i want to do a quick disclaimer and before i welcome my very special guest that's here to welcome the christmas spirit i want to remind everybody that the views and the statements of the guests do not necessarily represent those of the channel and or those of the panel members as some comments may be offensive to select groups of people. I also want to remind everybody that by calling into the live show, you waive your rights to the use of your image and likeness for the purposes of this show. Now, without any further ado, I wanna welcome a very special guest that's visiting us from the North Pole, where it's very cold and it never it's never summer. And I wanna welcome him to share with us his thoughts on the multiverse, Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa's in the building. Good evening, daughter. Merry oh, Christmas and happy first day of winter. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Bendición. Merry Christmas. Que Dios te bendiga. Uh, <laughs> before I start, I just want to state that the figures that I gave from yesterday came from both the New York Times and our world data regarding the COVID-19 deaths. I just want to make sure that, you know, I make that clear. Now, as far as um, who is running the country, I mean, it's Joe Manchin. Um, the fact of the matter is, I do not like Joe Manchin. I don't like Biden either. And to me, they're both crap. That's just my opinion. But of course, it's Christmas, so let's try to keep it, you know. Classy. Yes. <laughs> now, as far as the topic, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, it is amazing how some people have their own twisted sense of reality. And as you recall, Denise, I discussed this matter when I had my live stream regarding who are the mentally and intellectually challenged. Okay. Yeah. And just as, um, as um as a little surprise guess what next month we're going to be talking about them again we're going to be talking about what makes them think ah oh my god which means i can't wait to see that santa which means you know what's going to happen people are going to get triggered even though i'm going to be you know, i'm going to I'll be as diplomatic as possible and i'm not going to mention anybody's names and i'm to make it clear i'm just giving general statements someone is going to get upset and i'm going to get a couple of dislikes and on that day my moderators will have to be working on overt overdrive oh yeah i can only imagine i can only imagine uh and santa can we uh 
Can we make our, our wishes after you are done? You know, after we're done with the stream, can we write the letters to you and you will bring us the gift? We've been good kids, I promise. Yes, yes, um, yes, I will. And you know, I don't know, I, I actually did a little short video earlier today, um, just giving a huge shout out to all my supporters. Absolutely. And I want to welcome someone else that's coming from your neighborhood that it's your your helper, your special helper, Santa's Elf. What's <laughs> up, Santa's Elf? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the good news is right now it's 29 degrees here in New York. I got the window open in the living room and it's going down to 25 degrees. <laughs> Okay, you see? Yeah, definitely. If I'm gonna be in that temperature, I really am gonna have to be bundled up because with, with my cap on, with my like like the elf movie, I'm gonna have to really yeah. be like that. Plus, have like layers of, of clothing on their underneath. No, how how, need, how are you guys? All you need is a light jacket. That's all. You see, Santa gave his orders, elf. Santa uh, yeah, gave maybe his for you. orders. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, right, did, uh, right, you, right. did you oh. uh, listen to the stream, Ramon? I think there is a slight delay. Um, I, I didn't cut the the very beginning, but I did hear I did hear the the part when part of what you were talking about when it comes to to the sentence that that was given handed out to. To the to the young man, the truck driver, and yeah, like it was a miscarriage of justice on on this one. Yes, I understand that there was an uh, there was an accident where lives were lost, but this wasn't an act of violence. This wasn't a criminal act. I mean, it was a, a an issue of uh, kind of like. Uh, it was an accident of an accident in which people did die okay nobody yeah 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 nobody's nobody's saying that there shouldn't be any consequence because of the fact that people die nobody's saying that but that whole thing that being handed out a sentence like as if that was some kind of massacre then no no that that's not that's not what it was that's not that's not what happened and like what you were uh, you were mentioning is that this is going to set a precedent and that could be influencing other judgments for similar situations in the future so we will have to wait and see on that one but something that that reminded me something that reminded me when when you were showing about the the other truck drivers that were united and they were taking a stand against the the, the judgment, it did remind me of a scene from the movie The Irishman, which is about uh, an enforcer for the for the mob. And that is a, a part of part of the story is about Jimmy Hoffa, who was the the leader of the Teamsters Union. And one line that he said in, in one of his speeches was Solidarity, um, solidarity. Solidarity, <laughs> solidarity. That that was one thing. I another remember. thing that he was, yeah, another thing that he said is that if if our trucks stop, America stops. 
So if there were some trucks that were not making its deliveries, a lot of people are going to be losing money. They're going to be seriously affected because they, they are. It's kind of like the kind of like the lifeblood. The trucks in this country be them making deliveries, going around the country, making the deliveries and bringing goods all over the place. It's kind of like the the circulatory system uh, of the United States in a way. So. Uh, truck drivers uh, taking a stand against the judgment is something that is going to send a message. So uh, yeah. uh, I, I fully support that. That's a that's actually a good thing. Yeah, me Now, too. Look at this. Look yeah. at this, Jose. Look at this. Wait for it. I mean, Elf. Solidarity. Yeah. Solidarity. 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 <laughs> Solidarity. Yeah. You get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. That's literally yeah, what they're um, doing right now. Yeah, yes, yes. And another the, the other thing that you were saying, I was about to 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 have a beef with you the, talking about that Jake Paul is Puerto Rican. Fuck out of here. He's somebody who's on the, on the island taking advantage of the tax haven laws. Ramon, uh, Ramon. Yeah. He, I did not, it's not a Denise thing. He, Ramon, it's the same thing I explained to Radical. He was uh -huh. the one who, who, who proclaimed himself a Boricua. Uh -huh. uh -huh. He is he repping our our people, Ramon. He is but look, I did not make this up. It was Jake. That don't mean it shit. It was it was Jake. Look, look, it no, was okay. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Jake is Boricua. He's Boricua. Embrace him. Well, uh, uh, well because he, he has a flag on his short. That, no, he's from sure. the he's from the the poles of Dorado. Uh -huh. You know, and and, yeah. and 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 from Levitown, you know. <laughs> um, Denise, I have a question. Denise, I have a, I have a question. Is either one of his parents Puerto Rican? No, or is, but but or, or just basically one of these one of these transplants that actually you know move to Puerto Rico and just show his solidarity for our people. No, no he's in well, solidarity. It, it, he's in solidarity. Solidarity. Yeah, so, so solidarity with the with the tax haven laws that, <laughs> that he's taking advantage of. That, that's what he has solidarity with. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what he cares about. That's what he has solidarity with. I mean, that's a whole bunch of pandering. He's pandering. If it, if oh my will. God, it's This is what Ramon is saying to me right now. Uh, when I said that Jake Paul is Puerto Rican, he's like. Denise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. question. Who's Mrs. Claus? Who's Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Claus is not here today. I'm another elf. You have a Mrs. Claus, but I'm not supposed to speak on that. But that's right, that's right. You know, Mrs. Claus is in the North Pole with you. Is she busy? Actually, I think what she's doing, she's making cookies for me when I come home. Um, from being with my uh cyber daughter and my cyber son. 
Oh, okay. Look at you. And and is she gonna send some cookies for Santa's elf? Well, you know what? It all depends how he behaves. Oh, if he's a good employee and robs those gifts fast, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> you heard Ramon. You have your work cut out for you. Now yes. let me just let me yes, just share some, let me just share something with you. On January the 18th, the theme will be is what is the thought process of the mentally and intellectually challenged? Hmm, that is interesting. Now, one thing I want to ask you guys, going back to today's topic, what do you guys think about all these multiverses of alternate realities that people have designed for themselves colliding right now? Okay. Well, the fact thing about it is we have so many different cards. I mean, we have that we have, we have like a 52 card deck. I mean, I mean, in your case, Denise, you have the Latina card, you have the woman card. Uh, Ramon, he has the um, the Latina card. I have the Latina card. I have the male card, and I have the Christian card. Yeah, yeah, you have many, 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 many cards. Well, I have the minority card, the Afro Latina card. Well, that's right. True. You know, they have a lot of. There's a lot of cards out there. So, what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys agree or disagree with me? in uh, social media being the gate that was open, that gate kept all of these alternate realities uh, to go into war now? I'll let Ramon speak first. Well, in, in, in people's imaginations, I mean, yes, because there, there, are, too many, there are too many keyboard warriors out there that they, that they think that they are actually intimidating or they are actually fighting against somebody that they, they don't agree with, but that's behind a keyboard. So to a degree, in their mind, yeah, uh, social media has been that, that kind of a, a gateway. But uh, no, I mean, I don't think that... It doesn't reflect the the, the reality. Uh, there is a lot of talking that is, that is being done, and there are a lot of many too many tough guys uh, on social media. I'm having to deal with that myself, even though I haven't grown at, at anybody. I haven't talked to a, I haven't talked shit about any anybody, but still they come around me and they try. They, they try to put me down, talk down to me because I'm Puerto Rican, because apparently, apparently, this is something that I'm learning about. Apparently, be, being Puerto Rican, other Hispanics hate us because we are at the bottom. <laughs> I saw that. Because, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is, this is all new information for me because in my years living in the in the states around every Hispanic and every nationality of Hispanic that I have been around, I have been treated well. I have been treated. I have been embraced. I have been treated with love. The, the, but apparently, there is this faction. <clears throat> there is this faction of, of of Hispanics that look down on us because we're we were like very low on the totem pole and we are nobodies and we don't do anything. We have never accomplished anything. Clearly, because they don't know what 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 they're talking about. I mean, uh, oh. we have. Uh, we, we have uh, people that have, have gone on to accomplish things. We have had general surgeons, Supreme Court justices, an astronaut, um, the 
American companies that hire engineers straight out of the school of engineering in Puerto Rico. You know that. And like, if we were so so inept at anything, none of that would, would happen. Healthcare companies that they hire personnel right out of the island because they're bilingual. So yeah. they wouldn't be making that effort. They wouldn't be making that expense on going to the island to recruit people if we didn't have anything to offer. So, I mean, there are, there are people that just run their mouths and they, they think that we are on our knees sucking up to other communities, other, other demographics. And that's, that's kind of like the fantasy that some of, this, some of these types that won't even reveal what their background is have. I mean, they think that they're all that, but they're showing their insecurities because what they are doing is trying to come around us and trying to convince us of something, trying to prove something to us, not us to them, because I, I don't give a shit what they say. I mean, I'm not trying to to prove anything to them when they allege something about us as Puerto Ricans. And I'm not trying to prove that they are incorrect. I let them be incorrect. I let them be, be wrong and then, then I ask them to prove what they're saying, and and they usually I, I ask them why do why are you trying to prove anything to me? I mean, if if I'm so inferior, why are um, you trying to, prove to me that I'm inferior to you? But what's the drive? What's the need? I mean, I, I'm I'm the important one. It seems. <laughs> well, well, the fact of the matter is, and this is one thing I that, mm -hmm. I've, that I've noticed in my four months as an active YouTube creator, everyone has haters to a yeah. certain extent. I mean, um, the fact of the matter is um, when you have individuals who don't have anything going into their lives, and then they see people like us who you know who you know who are trying to do something productive or oh, they get they, they get triggered i mean unfortunately denise has been the subject of so much garbage it, it is amazing and you know and you know i just wish that people would actually spend a little bit more time reading um you know you know analyzing her material instead of just making comment. Of course, that's the problem with that is it makes too much sense. It's easier to complain. It's easier to criticize. It's easier to get personal because you do not have any strong data to, to back it up. Yesterday, I had a disagreement with Denise and I was able to back it up with data. Yeah, and that was the words of Bonifacio, the angel ah. we have here on our channel, telling okay. all of you simple mortals and sinners, you know, yeah. his reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't remember Bonifacio, but yeah, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> do you remember Bonifacio, Ramon? No, for a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I remember now. It's just that for a minute because I haven't read the El Nuevo Dia in a long time, so I kind of kind of slipped my mind. But he, yeah, yeah. But I see him with the baggy night 1990s clothes and the cell phone and the brick cell phone by his side. Kind of like that's how I used to look. 
That's kind of how it yeah. used to look back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinner. I <laughs> with, that, with the same type of cell phone. Yeah. Oh my God. But you know what's the craziest thing? He he kind of looks like a thinner version of me. Well, yeah. there you go. That's what we call you, Bonifacio. But then tonight, you're only Santa Claus. It's okay. In the rest yeah. of the year, you're an angel. Today, you're Santa. Okay, mm -hmm. so make no mistake. So going back to the whole reality, uh, you know, the, the realities of people colliding right now, what do you guys think uh, would be the solution? Should we delete our social media? Should we take breaks? Should we not take social media uh, into, you know, should we not go into social media once we get home? Because that's something I have evaluated myself. Um, actually, um social media can have a productive use um it all depends on uh, what you do with it it's i it's neither productive or not productive i mean take a look at ourselves what, what we we use our social media uh to share information um that's that's a fact i use social media to post positive and funny things if you were to look at my instagram and see some of the funny stuff that i posted i mean i mean it, it, you gotta admit it is hilarious yeah unfortunately you have those who are into social media almost 24 7. when they wake up the first thing they go to look at is like oh did they get any likes today is anyone commenting on them on the you know the fact that they went to the bathroom at 8 30 35 p.m <laughs> or that they actually ate something at 12 midnight and what have you and it's like please so you know social media when it's when it's used in a you know in a constructive way it's a good thing it gets a problem when you're constantly thinking about social media and you're doing stupid things so people can, um, you know, get a lot of eyes. It's like when you have certain individuals that do stupid things, or do they, or do they get their likes up? Yeah, yeah, th those are attention whores, you know, and, and, and that's something we've seen a lot. I, I'd rather just not mention whores since I'm, I'm, I've been considered a whorephobic. But um, um, Denise, don't forget, all her lives matter. <laughs> Jose, bajito, que se ofenden. Okay, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, no, the, the, the I don't care. Training. In fact, if you look, I mean, I'll, 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 I might as well share with you. The first three topics I'm going to discuss in January, how to battle white supremacy, uh, in defense of Christianity, and what is the mind concept of, of the mentally and intellectually challenged? Yeah, for for the people that are English speakers, uh, what I mean by bajito que se ofenden is basically say it in a whisper, otherwise they'll get offended. Okay, so every time that you hear that, that's gonna be like a like a slogan on this channel from now on. Bajito, que se ofenden. <laughs> and you know what? And, and, and people do not like my content. You know what? 
You're not obligated to watch it. You're not obligated to receive it. It is meant for people who still have some gray cells that are working. Absolutely. Yeah. And, so, and something. Yeah. Go ahead, Ramon. Uh, when it comes to, so, to social media, like Jose said, it can be useful if it's done the if it's used the, the right way. But like Shannon in the comment in the comments just mentioned, uh, dealing with social media can be like going back to high school. I disagree with because to me, high school wasn't so bad. Junior high was bad. Junior high was bad. I, I dealt with some bad bullying when I was in junior high. Intermedia, lo que nosotros decimos intermedia. I mean, it, it was... Middle uh, school. Middle school. Mi, middle school, junior high school. Uh, I hated it. High school, no, it wasn't so bad. But social media is like... It? Really... Why? No, no, no. Those high are the best so years. Those are no, the best I, years. No, no, but but uh, uh, intermediate, junior high, no, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, there were, were a lot of shit at that time. And but social media can be like that because uh, the there are there is a lot of har harassment and, and bullying going on there, and like you have to be mentally strong to to be dealing with that. And and I'm kind of like a because I haven't been in, in school for so long, I see that on social media, and I, and I'm like, that ah, this shit isn't worth it. <laughs> I don't I don't deal with much of it anymore. Just a little bit of Instagram here. I don't look at Twitter anymore because uh, it, it can be a bit of a cesspool. And look, I don't I don't know anything post, about TikTok or yeah, I don't I don't do TikTok. I stop uh, in Snapchat. You know what? Mm. I stop at Clubhouse, and I don't even use Clubhouse. I have a Clubhouse, but I don't use it. Um, yeah. I I I stop with Snapchat, and and yeah, I stop. You know because, oh my God! But I didn't have a problem neither in junior high or in middle school. Like that yeah. was those were like the greatest years of my youth. Uh, now that I'm old. You know, I look no, 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 no. If you're old, you're making me sound like I'm like I'm one foot in the grave. I thought well, you, I thought you love me. Look, I thought you love me. The existence of Santa Claus is hundreds and hundreds of years. So you know you have been here for a while and you're not going anywhere. So be grateful with your gift. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> But um be careful, be careful, you you end up on my naughty list. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not gonna receive any, I'm gonna receive socks for Christmas. Okay, no, you're gonna receive an ice cube. Oh Santa, you're evil. <laughs> Santa can be petty as hell, guys. If you have been a bad person. <laughs> No, but to be honest with you, I, I do think that I am old, uh, you know, but in, re, you know, because of course I think about all the years that I have lived uh, and I can't remember the, the, the last time I woke up without feeling any kind of discomfort. Uh, you know, after 30, I think you feel already like your back is, it, it needs to be stretched or something before you step out of the bed. <laughs> but um to be honest with you, um, I think that 
we need to create social media platforms for people to depot from social media. And whether people believe it or not, uh, this is something that it's needed. It's needed to disconnect. I remember when um, I disconnected for a month and a half, for six weeks, I left YouTube altogether uh, after season one. And I was very little on Instagram here and there. And I'm about to take, you know, several weeks uh, off now on Christmas. And these spaces are needed. I'm going to take some some breaks here and there. Uh, every time, like, I, I lapse into a new season simply because it's needed. You need time to, to you know, give to your family, to your loved ones and whatnot. And I'm not going to be back until the 15th of January. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone for a good three weeks and a half. Uh and, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, I took those six weeks and that was the best I could do because I could disconnect and chill. Uh the only reason I don't turn off my phone altogether is obviously because I need it for work. That's it. But oh thank you, Chan. And she's like, I feel safe here. Thank you guys. Absolutely. You're always welcome. And, you know, thank you for, for sharing your thoughts with us and your wisdom as well. Um, you know, I feel, I feel loved. <laughs> but uh, going back to, to what I was saying, um, we need to create this type of spaces, you know, where people, oh, look at Johnny Mills. It's like Denise being 34 does not make you old. But why do I feel old? It is old age. We're old. I haven't got any grace yet, but I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line in my 30s i'll probably get one or two uh i'm the only one in my family that hasn't gotten any grace at a young age like everybody every single one of my cousins and my sisters and whatnot they one of my sisters got her first grace when she was 19. uh mm. i i have not i'm the only one that has not gotten like any gray hairs like that i don't know why but you know and if i get them I will dye them. I'm not that type of people that are like, oh, I'm going to go gray and I'm going to stay silver and whatnot. It's not going to happen, people. Um, Denise, I can see you like at 90 years old, host doing Latin splaining and, you know, with that, with that sweet elderly voice. Oh, my God. No, I think, like I said, after 74 uh i'm going to cross the street recklessly i'm going to try to go into outer space get like a bunch of tattoos and piercings take some ecstasy or something but i want to be gone at 75. no what, what's going to happen is you're going to be a sweet elderly lady no no <laughs> Look, your ghost is gonna see me being the most uh, uh, vieja cascarrabia, the Ay. most annoying hermit in the universe. I'm going to be shocking people naked with all my wrinkles at the beach. That's the thing. Those are the ones that, that live to be 105. And... Oh, yeah. 
Cosas de crazy ones. Hierba mala nunca muere. Hierba mala nunca muere, acuérdate. I'm going to be showing my boobs touching my knees at that point. No, what's going to happen is in your old age, you're going to be living in New York. You're going to be living in Parkchester. You're going to get on the subway. You're going to go to Orchard Beach during the summer months. And you're going to enjoy your best life in the Big Apple. Oh, my God. No. You said so many things. I almost gave me a heart attack at, uh, a heart attack at 34. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, guys, I want to leave this uh, hiatus in a good note. Uh, I know we've had crazy streams. Um, I've done several things during this season that you guys know the drama that follows. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. But I want to leave on a high note and I want you guys to express. And before uh, we close this, I have a very special announcement, guys. Uh, when I come back in January 15, I'm going to share something with you guys. You guys know that I'm all about uh, what's the new trend for business or finances or politics or even, uh, you know, socioeconomics and pop culture. And one thing that I found uh, is that uh, there's a lot of posts that I've seen lately about the uh, multi-million or billion dollar mindset and all this stuff. And for January 15, all this time that I am gone, I'm going to be documenting, I'm going to do this billion dollar routine. And that routine means I'm going to have to wake up, immediately get out of bed. I'm not going to touch my phone. I'm going to have a five-minute meditation, 15 minutes of hit cardio. I'm going to get into a, a cold shower, oh, eat, a healthy, eat a healthy breakfast, set three goals for the day, grab a coffee, and start hustling. I'm going to be doing this starting tomorrow all the way through January 15. I'm going to record a daily diary of it. I'm going to be taking snippets here and there of how I'm doing. I know it's going to kill me. You know, I've done hit cardio in the past. And the last time I did this, I literally lost 60 pounds in six weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and To be honest with you, I even posted it on my social media a while ago. I think it was this was 2016. And all my thighs got so bruised from it, it's not even funny. Because uh, hit cardio is basically high, uh, high intervals of um, high intensity intervals training of cardio. So I'm going to be doing this and documenting if this actually made my life better, uh, what accomplishments I had had in this time, if it actually is something that I recommend to people, uh, or if it killed me, if it sent me to the ER, I will, I will document it. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you guys want to watch that and all those blogs, because I'm going to be documenting this in real time as i go sometimes i'm going to go live on my instagram so you guys can see me at the gym or the breakfast that i'm having you guys can ask me 
or recommend me any healthy recipes and whatnot, you guys can do so. Uh, you know, but it's going to be called Latin Explaining on a mission 007. I'm going to be the agent 007 for this next three weeks. I'm going to be going on that mission. Wish me luck. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm going to start waking up at 4 a.m. and see how much I can accomplish following the quote-unquote billionaire mindset or if this is completely bogus. This is something I have never freaking done. I am not. People often ask me, and this is going to sound funny, but people have asked me, are you a morning person or a night person? And I always say, I'm barely a person. Okay. <laughs> I am not neither a morning or night. I wake up when I have to and I go to sleep when everything is done. That's it. That's pretty much it. Yes, Johnny, the knees bond. That's what's going to happen. So if you guys want to see me on this mission, make sure that you follow me on Instagram for the random lives that I'm going to do either from the gym or while I'm eating breakfast or grabbing my coffee. Of course, I'm not going to show when I'm on the cold shower. Uh, but, uh, you know, I will let you guys know how am I doing. Uh, I will try to record me doing HIIT training the first days out of uh, self-preservation. I'm not going to do that because I know I'm going to feel like shit and I'm going to look completely ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm going to save you guys. I'm going to spare you guys from that, but I'm going to document as much as I can. So make sure that on January 15th of 2022, you tune in to see me uh, and my accomplishments uh, with the billionaire mindset routine. Now, if you want to follow it with me, I'm going to share one more time. If you want to follow me, these are the steps. I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram as well. So you can see it if you want to do this journey with me. Post it on your social media if you follow me on Instagram and tag me on it because I want to see it. Uh, if you're doing this, if you're going to wake up at 4 a.m., do all this shit and start hustling, then tag me on everything that you do. Uh, I want to see your results and I want to see if we all end up sharing beds at the ER or if we actually make something happen. So like I said, oh. January 15th. Make sure that you tune in because Latin explaining is on a mission. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Mm, interesting. Um, now, I don't know. Well, you know, I don't see you waking up at 4 a.m., but then again, anything is possible. Oh, I have to. It's a mission that I'm going to record for you guys. You guys are going to see my first life waking up looking like Vegeta because my hair wakes up in a crazy mode every day. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do my first life after waking up all swollen and fucked up. Uh, you know, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and uh, wish me luck. Well, um, I will I will put you in prayer, my daughter. Um, <laughs> but I do, but but I do have plans for my ch I do have plans for my channel uh, for the new year. Okay, so I plan to do some things um, that are new. Don't be surprised as I try to reach out to you because 
I do unfortunately need you for some, at times, with some technical advice because I'm still not exactly a hundred percent tech savvy. Absolutely, absolutely. I am here. I'll just reach out to me. I see that Maceo says calories in versus calories out. Yeah, I'll remember that, Maceo, when I have to do this. Uh, Shannon says, you got it. Thank you, Shannon, for that inspiration. And she also says, I go back to grad courses on January 10th. I'll check on you when I can, baby girl. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to catch me live, catch me on the replay and let me know in the comment section what you think about this new mission. Uh, I'll try to come up. You guys see if, you know, my progress. And if it works, I might continue it. But I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Whew. Wish uh, me luck. I just want to say uh, thank you, Shannon. She just became a new member of Uncommon Folk. Mm, she's an Uncommon Folk. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. She is unique, just like us. Johnny Mill says, you can do it, Denise. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I will do my best. I promise. I don't like quitting. So, of course, I'm going to have to do it regardless. Um, I'm going to find out for you guys because I've seen a lot of this quote unquote inspirational motivation and how these billionaires think and how they behave and their routines and all this stuff. I want to see how much you can actually accomplish if this affects productivity in any way. And I'm going to share it with you guys. So make sure that you follow me in every social media platform. And whenever I go live, uh, I will let you guys know my first live is going to be tomorrow at 4 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I, I believe it's going to be what seven a.m. It will be seven a.m., which which means I'll be on the sub on the subway on my way to work, where you know, in subway where there's no rats there. I mean, you might see an occasional mousey here and there, but there's no rats. Oh my God, uh, there is rats, but I'm going to be up at four a.m. for the first time in years. Uh, to actually, you know, do this thing. I know I'm supposed to not touch my phone, but I'm going to do it live for you guys to see. I'm not going to go on anything else, but oh my God. I, the cold shower is what I'm dreading in this weather. Why? Um, I mean, it's 58 degrees. It's almost like summertime. Okay. I am, I'm out, Santa. I get it. You're up there in the North Pole and you love it. But anyway, guys, I'm going to start wrapping this up. I want you guys to say your final statements on Latin explaining for 2021 as we move into Christmas week. Uh, what are your final thoughts, your final words, what you wish to uh, the Latin explainers that watch us constantly uh, after this year has ended? And also keep in mind that this year is the first Latin explaining Christmas. So, Jose, final words. Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform, not just tonight, but for the eight months that I've been blessed to be a, a, a member of the Latin Spaining crew. Um, as far as um, Christmas, I'll be spending it uh, with family, and I, of course, I'm going to bear my, you know, remember the true reason um, for Christmas is to acknowledge the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, after all, I, I am a born-again Christian, so, you know, and so, and um, now as far as the new year, <laughs> as far as the new year, um, I just want to say, you know, um, just, you know, don't let 
small people uh, cramp your style. I mean, we've been faced with people who have no vision. And um, the fact of the matter is um, I've been blessed to know such great people in this YouTube streets. And the fact of the matter is I thank you that I consider a part of a, a you know elite community. So I am very blessed with that knowledge. I uh, just want to say that this coming Tuesday um, at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, we're going to be doing a recap of season one of Uncommon Sense. So it's going to be, you know, a little reflection regarding the streams that I did. We're going to have a little bit of fun. And, um, of course, I have to close uh the same way that I always close. People, please be careful out there because contrary to what my daughter believes, we're still dealing in the middle of a pandemic that's killed 805,000 people in this country so far. And we must do everything possible to minimize our contact with the mentally and intellectually challenge. Because if we fail to do so, we will be infected by their stupidity and massive insanity and then we're going to be coming like a bunch of morons. <laughs> Absolutely, Jose. Thank you very much, Santa, for your words. Now, we all know at this point, we have sent all of our letters to the North Pole, and you are very busy responding to each one of them based on the nice and naughty list that we have submitted for 2021. So I'll leave you to wrap oh, up all of our gifts. Oh, Go ahead. If you want to be, if you want to become part of the niceness, please subscribe to my channel. Absolutely. If not, you will be deemed in the naughty list and receive from Santa this year an ice cube. Now I'm going to put Santa on the backstage as he continues his hard work in the North Pole. And I'm going to go to Santa's elf for his final thoughts. Go ahead. Hey, first thing, Denise, I appreciate you letting me on your panel. The other thing that I want, I, I want you to take into account is like, don't, with this training, with this exercise regime that you're about to start, as it's obviously you you want to take it kind of like little by little in gradual steps. Don't go too hard on the first day or you're going to be demolishing the, yourself. You're not going to be able to walk. You're going to be hating yourself. And you, that might tempt you to quit your goals altogether. So be gradual with it and, and stay the course stay the course but as much as you can take in without hurting yourself without making yourself too sore because then you're not going to be feeling good with yourself and you're and you might end up i'm not saying that you're going to end up quitting but it might shake your your will your determination to 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 complete your your challenge so but definitely definitely do what you have to do if it's something that is going to help you improve your overall health and make and get you to feel good about yourself then 
Absolutely, absolutely. I should be doing something like that. Let's see what happens now, now in, in the new year. I know that it's kind of cliche, setting goals, kind of like fitness goals for the beginning of a year because most people just don't do it. Most people, they set goals, but it doesn't last long because they don't they don't have the right program or they're not taking the proper steps to it to make sure that it does become part of a lifestyle. So I should be doing a little something like that myself. And so we'll see. We'll see. And, so you're and, saying you're gonna join me? Well, I don't know about joining mm. you. I don't know. I don't know anything about the uh, about that that training regime that you were talking about. But I'm yeah, gonna post yeah. it on my Instagram. You can modify mm -hmm. it as you want. Start later or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll see how. Depending on how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If so you're if you don't end up too feel. sore, <laughs> you don't end up hurting too much. The, the, then you you should be fine you should be all right but now that i understand you were mentioning that you were gonna go into a little hiatus yeah uh, from uh, from your, your channel hey make the best of it uh focus on, on the things that are important to help with social media for for the for oh this God, time yeah. that you're gonna be off of it because uh, you need to decompress you need to dis disconnect don't let it Don't let it mess up, mess up your well-being. I mean, I'm not gonna let that. I know that I'm trying to do take tiny little baby steps into doing kind of like a video here and there. I'm trying to do that myself. But the thing is that in real life, in real life, I, I do have to spend a lot of my time in it. So social media was never really my thing. And I only look for it to connect with people that are important with me that are important to me, I should say. And I don't live through it. I don't have a social life through social media. And so that, I'm not going to let it get to me. Yes, I was talking about the, the example that I mentioned earlier as to as an example as to how easy, easy it is for people to have something against you, even though you haven't done anything to them. So... It's like it's easy to put to put the, the smartphone down at least for a while, and the the less you are the less you are on social media, you know, like it, it help you, it it will help you keep your mind more stable and and my blood pressure low, which is more important than whatever haters want to say. So once again, thanks for letting me on your panel. And hey, make the best of the hiatus. So enjoy yourself, disconnect, focus on, on what's important. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Santa's Elf. I'm gonna leave you to your duties with Santa in the North Pole so that you guys can continue your hard work to make sure we all get our gifts and the naughty and the lazy ones get an ice cube. Now, guys. I want to say, like I said, um, I want to say that I know this is going to be super hard. It's going to be insanely crazy. I've never done anything like it. I've done similar things, but never like followed by waking up 4 a.m. in the morning and doing all this stuff. So I will be, like I said, documenting this. Make sure if you don't have an Instagram, start an Instagram so you can laugh at what I'm doing. <laughs> or enjoy what I am doing 
and follow hey terrell follow what it's going on while on a hiatus if you happen to miss it because you're too busy or you're enjoying your family time and whatnot uh make sure in january 15 you tune in at 12 p.m that's going to be a saturday at 12 p.m pacific time uh 3 p.m eastern standard time and i think 2 p.m central so make sure that in january 15 you're back here to see me detailing my mission that's going to be the topic so guys it has been an amazing year i am so grateful for everything that has happened the good and the bad and to be honest with you this year has brought me to you guys and more than anything i am grateful of you latin explainers for allowing me into your homes and your devices through this channel so like i said i am very excited for what this year brings i have my personal goals great things are coming in my personal life as well for 2022 so i am very excited um obviously some of them i cannot share but just be happy for me because why not and i hope that many 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 good things come to all of the efforts that you put in the past years your way in 2022 with that being said guys merry christmas to everybody in a very happy latin explaining year this has been denise gonzalez with latin explaining all about business finances and sometimes politics and fun it has been a pleasure i'll see you guys next year Ooh.